Well, hello, everybody. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. And we are still at our undisclosed location in South Carolina, hiding out from... We're on our annual riding retreat. We take off for this cabin by a lake, and that's where we write and plan and get ideas for the next year. Well, we're hiding out from everything, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why we do this. So (laughs) anyway, we are here and um, just thinking a little bit about... So y'all excuse the speedboats in the background and, and the, the cicadas, cicadas singing yes, their hearts that's, out that's right you, you're getting <laughs> just imagine real... you're here with us okay okay that's that's a southern summer here that's we are right. so um just thinking a little bit about the just the incredible changes that have been going on this past year you know since march and everything went basically over on its ear as our english friends say everything went egg-shaped about then <laughs> yeah. and um You know, one of the things which nobody, if if you had told us last year, if you had told us at Christmas time or New Year's, you know, when you think about your New Year's resolution, say, well, your resolution should be, what are you going to do to help new homeschoolers this year? Because everybody will be a homeschooler this year. Uh, No one would have ever believed it. But here we are. Here we all are. And a Mm -hmm. lot of you have decided to homeschool even though your schools are reopening. It Mm -hmm. may be for health reasons. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you don't feel like the schools are really going to protect your children. It may be just that it's it's a huge burden, and you're already working from home, and so why not have them at home? Well, there have been multiple surveys done. I mean, it's it's too short a time frame for it to be a study, but there have been multiple surveys done that have shown upwards of four out of five parents saying, you know, I'm going to consider home education wow. or you know, as many as 30% already making decision, I'm not going to send my kid back into the schools. That's probably five or 10 times what it was a year ago. Because, you know, anecdotally, what we have been hearing from a lot of people are folks who said, you know, I didn't realize the stress my child was under until they were at home and they've relaxed again. I am seeing that a lot. I'm hearing from moms who are saying that they're, they found out that their kids were bullied at Mm -hmm. school and the child never said anything. Right. But once they were home and they knew they weren't going back, mm-hmm. then they started telling them what was happening. I've heard from moms whose kids, one mom who said her child had been self-harming. Oy. And yet, yeah. And yet, when, they, when he'd been home a, a couple of weeks, that started resolving. Mm. Others that just have discovered that they really like their kids and they're enjoying being with them. And sometimes parents have been looking over their kids' shoulders and watching how they're being taught or what they're being taught. And sometimes the content disturbs them. Sometimes just the just the process disturbs them. And they think, you know what, I, I think I can give my child a better experience than this. Yeah, I was very concerned. I saw that one school district was asking parents to agree not to watch the lessons their children were being taught over the Internet at home. Now, that to me is a clear message. Sit no. down and take notes. You no. must watch. This is must-see. Yeah. Must view. That, yeah, yeah. That, that's a hard pass. There's wow. no way anybody's teaching my children without me knowing what they're teaching. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but for a, bu- so for a bunch of different reasons, people are saying, you know what? Let's homeschool this year. Let's try but that. But sometimes your kids are not so sure. And we so, hear people saying that. Say, so, you know, my eight-year-old is saying, I haven't seen my friends in so long, or I haven't... You know, I haven't talked to anybody that doesn't have the same last name I do for months and Wait, months. Wait, that was our kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our kids are saying that kind of stuff, too. <laughs> because we're in a crazy time. 
Right. But let's talk about what do you do when your child doesn't want to be homeschooled or thinks they don't? How do you handle that as a parent? Because that's a real issue. Mm -hmm. And it's a real issue whether you got booted into homeschooling this year because of the pandemic or whether you decided to homeschool for other reasons some other time. Sometimes your kids don't get it. Mm -hmm. And what do you do about it? Yeah, your kids have been have been binge watching Netflix, and they watched uh, they're watching the uh, High School Musical films and things like that, and they're thinking, "Oh, I'm missing the Betty and the the Archie and Betty and Veronica experience." And, yeah, so did yeah. everybody. Yeah, we all miss that, right? Okay, but that's um, yeah. So you know, yeah. I think the most important thing to remember is your kids have no perspective, zero perspective. They're that, kids. That really escapes a surprising number of parents. Well, I will never forget a mom saying, mm-hmm. I really want to homeschool, but my five-year-old wants to go to school, so I don't think I can. Um, I was like, what on earth? Okay, this mm-hmm. is a child who, if given the choice, would have ice cream and candy every day for supper. But right. you're gonna, you wouldn't let him choose his supper? Mm-mm. You wouldn't let him choose his clothes because he'd go out in a snowstorm in shorts. Yeah. And so why on earth would you think that he was capable of choosing his education? Well, despite what some activists would, would want you to believe, children do need parents and they do need parental guidance. <laughs> and parents are appointed to give that guidance to children because they are, you know, childish and they need help. And it's not a, it's not a degrading thing at all to be a child when you're a child. Okay, so... Recognizing that the parent, it's for the parent to be the parent, is just fulfilling the role that God's given them. And kids need parents. They need people with perspective because they don't have any. Mm-hmm. You know, they're little. They don't understand. They're young. They don't have the perspective. And so we are there to give them the perspective. We're there to to make the decision. Right. You know, and it helps, I think, sometimes to ask them why they want to mm-hmm. go to school. Because I think you may be surprised to find out that it's more about pizza or playgrounds or riding a bus than it is about anything that should weigh in the decision. Because if they want to ride a bus, take them and ride a city bus. If they want pizza Hmm. once a week, say, that's great. We can have pizza once a week. We can have pizza twice a week. (laughs) If it's playgrounds, they may not even understand that you can spend a whole lot more time on a playground when you're homeschooled. Because homeschooling does not take eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know? No. That eight hours a day is spent up with things like lining kids up and making sure everybody has their pencil out and hushing the child who's throwing a fit and, mm-hmm. you know, lining up for 20 minutes for everybody to go to the bathroom. Well, okay. And, you know, here's something that we've often given this advice to parents who are starting homeschooling from the very beginning where they've got preschoolers and they're thinking about, you know, starting a school, you know, recognize that young children in particular are taking their cues from their parents. You know, they're taking their, their reactions to things from how their parents seem to present it. So, you know, if the first time your child encounters a black olive, you say, Oh, these are black olives. You ought to try it. I did this. I don't like black olives. But we had some, and one of my one of my little guys came up to me and said, "Daddy, what's that?" And I said, "This is a black olive. You want to try one?" And you know, he said, "Oh, sure." 
that boy loves black olive sandwich. He's 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 a parent. He's a dad himself. He always <laughs> loved black, black olive because dad just said, "Oh, this might be something you like." And, and if you're saying things like, "Oh, we we're we're gonna homeschool. I hope I'm not ruining your life." Uh, yeah, they're gonna be worried about you ruining their lives. <laughs> yeah, you got the little nursery the little nursery songs. The wheels on the bus go round and oh, they're not gonna go round and round for you. <laughs> No, you don't say that kind of, you know. You marketing just, matters. Marketing matters. You just have to decide, is this the right thing for this child and this family? If it is, make it a good thing to well, them. Maybe we should break this down because really the answer is different. Mm -hmm. Whether you're talking about a young child who's never been to school, mm -hmm. a young child who's been in school, a middle school child or a high schooler. Absolutely. So we've talked about the youngest ones. Okay, and that's, the middle. The, let's the, talk about well, the, the preschoolers, ones who've never been to school. All they know is their friends are talking about school. Their friends' mm -hmm. parents are talking about school. Their grandmother's talking about school, and they think it must be a magical place. And you need to do a little marketing of your own. You know, we're going to have to have school at home. And it's going to be so cool. Mm -hmm. We're going to make cookies, and we're going to. We're going to do projects, and let me tell you what we're going to be studying this year, and it's going to be really awesome. Okay. And I think with that age, it's mostly marketing and dealing with grandma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, what about primary schoolers? I mean, somebody would say first through third grade, they've maybe they've had a taste of school, but wow, the pandemic hit, and they got pulled out. There's all the whoop, uproar and all. But now, now mom and dad are thinking, you know what? Let's just stabilize this. We're going to homeschool this fall. Maybe they're going into second grade or they're going into third grade. What? How do you market that to those kids? Well, I think at that age, the problem is change. Because kids that age don't like change. They don't. They like their routine. They like to know what to expect. They don't like change. And yeah. so for them, it's scary. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know what it's going to look like. Is it going to be okay? Well, I still have friends, you know. And so I think to sit down and explain to them how it's going to work. Mm -hmm. Explain that it's legal. Explain that there's lots of other homeschoolers that you're going to join a homeschool group and they're going to have friends. You know, mm -hmm. show them the kind of books you're going to be buying. You know, answer their questions because they're just scared of the change. Right. And... And reassure them if they're worried about a special friend. Reassure mm -hmm. them that you're going to make sure they spend time with that ch child and that they'll get more time with that child than just... 10 minutes during recess that mm -hmm. you'll have a play date and go to the park and spend some hours together. Well, and then you need to follow through. Right. Then you need to follow through on that. But yeah, that's another, another good point of asking, okay, what is it that you're concerned about? Because you're right. I've seen that kind of thing where we've just suggested, we've suggested something that makes perfect sense to us as the grownups in charge of things that would send our youngest into, into just panic because it's a change and she can't say, what. oh, I can't even picture this. Well, I remember one time just saying, man, I wish we could move to a bigger house. We just don't have room for all we're doing here. And found her later that day completely melting down, oh, weeping. Because I don't want to leave here. This is the only home I've ever known. That's it. <laughs> they don't know any different. They can't picture something being better. They yeah. only picture losing what they know. Right. And so, and frankly... You know, you may have to gauge your own child and say, you know, when do you talk about this? But going back to school now is not going to be like the school that they went to last year. Yeah, and, you know? they, and you may need to explain that. Explain you need what's to, going on. Yeah, I mean, you, you may need to. And this is one of those reality things that you don't have to 
play it up and make a you know make a hard nosed case about things, but just to explain, you know, they're set they're moving the desk way apart. The kids are going to have to stay like six feet apart from each other, and you're not going to be able to sit together in the cafeteria because they they've got moved all the chairs out. You know that they need to understand. Sometimes you may need to explain that to them that it's not going to be like going back. And and explain and give them some things to look forward to. Right. You know, say, okay, this is something we're going to, we're going to do. Like I remember one time we had a Roman feast. We've been studying ancient Rome, and the kids they talked, talked about, about that it for, for years, decades. decades. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And so give them something to look forward to. Give them some ideas of fun things you're going to do together. You know, give them the give them the positive side of it, and be confident. Because this age child needs you to be confident and strong so mm -hmm. that they know they're safe. Right. And so that's first through third graders. Now we're talking about... We need to talk about middle schoolers and high schoolers. But yeah. let's take a little bit of a break before we do that. Okay. So preschoolers, just to review preschoolers, they just need to understand that it's not that weird that other people are doing it and, and meet their little desires. Right. You know, they have, they might desire to ride on a bus or play on a playground or whatever. Make sure that, to make sure they understand you can do those things without going to an institutional school. Right. For the elementary kids, you want to make sure that they, that they're just worried about change. So make sure they understand when the changes that are coming and why you're doing it and that, that it's going to be fun too. So mm -hmm. when we come back, we'll talk about middle schoolers and high schoolers because really they're the challenging ones. How do you deal with them? We want you to come check out Craftsman Crate at craftsmancrate.com. It's our subscription box that gives you cool things to do at home, teaches artisanal skills. Mm -hmm. And come out to raisingrealmen.com where we've got all kinds of cool resources that you're going to love, including audiobooks mm -hmm. that this younger crowd is going to really love. We have a character building audiobook library mm -hmm. that gives you 10 of our favorite audiobooks, the ones that our kids say impacted who they became as adults. And yet they're fun, they're funny. And your kids are going to love them. So come to RaisingRealMen.com and check that out. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about how to, how to talk to your child about your decision to homeschool when you haven't been doing it before. And they're not totally on board with you yet. Okay, so we talked about... Uh, and you're Hal. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. We still are. And this is Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Okay, so we talked about, in the first half, we talked about preschoolers. We talked about the primary school kids. Let's move forward a little bit into the middle schoolers. Whoa. Middle schoolers are a challenge because middle schoolers are not always rational. Well, we can talk about that for the next three or four days. I mean, they are not all, always rational, and they also have typically a high level of anxiety. Mm -hmm. They have social anxiety, they're, and so they're going to be very afraid to do anything different than everyone else is doing. Although some of them who have already been in middle school have probably experienced uh, cliques and bullying, and so some of them are going to say, Whew, I'm so glad that I'm not going to have to go back to that. You know what? That's true. And we sometimes hear from parents who say, my middle schooler talked us into homeschooling because mm -hmm. they want it out of that mess. Well, I know that I encountered some bullying when I was in primary school, but that was the kind of bullying that you could sort of settle on the playground by pushing and shoving each other. Um, but now with social media and it, it gets a lot more refined and more subtle when you get up into the middle school years. And so, yeah, some middle schoolers are going to say, 
This is my safe Ooh, harbor. I am so glad. I never want to go back. So you may not hit, it may not be a hard sell for that crowd, but some middle schoolers that are going to be terrified of doing anything different mm -hmm. because being different in middle school means you get eaten alive. Right. And so they're very afraid of doing anything different than everybody else. And those are the kids you need to talk about and say, look, it's different for everybody right now. Well, as we said in the first half, you know, to recognize that the school environment and the way the classes are arranged and the amount of interaction that the students have with one another and with the teachers is going to be entirely different than, than they remembered. And so that's one thing that's going to be different. It's, it's going to be different no matter what happens. But the second part is to, you know, to recognize that there's a lot of homeschoolers and there's a lot of folks who are making the decision to homeschool for the first time now. Yes. And so, you know, you're not going to be the one weirdo in the whole flock. There's going to be a lot of kids like you. And you know what? I think you'll enjoy this. Yeah, I think explain to them in more detail than you would with an elementary school student right. what you're doing and mm. why. And help them to see that this is something many, many people are doing. You might even right. show them some news articles about how many people are homeschooling. Um, tell them about the local group you found. Talk to them about... Um, about how you're going to make sure that they have friends. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and see, that's a, that's an important thing. Just as a parenting rule for those kids younger than the middle school age, what they really mainly need is they need your protection. They need they, comfort. They need comfort and they need direction. But when you get to the middle school years, you need to shift gears for their understanding. They need. Yes. They still need guidelines and rules, and they Absolutely. need boundaries, but. They need, you need to be teaching them to work these things through in their own heads. They need to understand why, not just what. Yes. And so, you know, you still make the decision, hey, you're going, we're going to homeschool. That's the parent's decision, end of statement. But this is why. Because you're, uh, again, like a younger child, an 11-year-old cannot make wise decisions. Mm -mm. You know, if you think about the, the, the dumb things they do... Well, your average 11-year-old is going to make stupider decisions than your average 8-year-old. That's just because of the biology yeah, of what's happening in their, their brains. because their brains are changing and mm -hmm. their emotions are all up and down. Right. But if you think about the, the decisions they make on a daily basis, is this a child capable of deciding what kind of education they need in their life? No, it's not. Mm -hmm. And so you make that decision, but you're going to do a lot more explaining mm -hmm. with the child this age because you won't... You won't to walk them through it. You want them to see that you've thought it through. Mm -hmm. You want to answer all their questions. You want to tell them, yes, you're going to get a, you're, you know, you can get into college. Yes, you can get a job. Don't mm -hmm. worry about all that. Right. But what they're mainly going to be concerned about is, well, I'd be weird. Right. And so recognize when you're explaining like this, this is for their understanding. You're not, you're not holding your decision up for a plebiscite. You're not giving it up for a vote and let them make the decision, but you're saying, this is why we've made that decision. This is the reasoning process we go through because they're going to have to make decisions for themselves one day and then for their own family. They need to understand how do you break down these problems and look at these questions from all these different angles and consider what's the best choice among a different options. Because middle school is where you make the transition as a parent, where you begin transitioning right. from the benevolent dictator a young child needs to the trusted advisor or coach an older child needs. You begin mm -hmm. the transition. You don't totally go there, but you begin it. And so you're going to explain, coach, discuss, 
and make the decision yourself. Now, high schoolers, it's the same thing, but more so. Now, high schoolers are going to be worried about, will I be weird, like the middle schoolers, but they're yeah. also worried about, is this okay? Is it legal? Mm -hmm. um, will I have any friends? Am I going to be all alone? How will I meet people? Can I get into college? You know, can I get a job? High schoolers are making that transition to adulthood, and that's a good thing. And it's good that they're asking those questions. Right. And they may be asking questions like, are you qualified to teach this? And and you may be sa saying inwardly, no, I'm not. No, I but don't you know. know. Okay. Yeah, first two, of all, you are. Two points on that. One of them is probably everybody who's listening to this who's above the age of 18 has graduated from high school, right? Yes. Don't you think you can go back and tutor somebody to do the things you did in high school, especially now with the grown-up brain? Especially yeah. now with, able, with being able to get courses on the internet and you get curricula walk you through it, you can do this. Okay? That's the second point I was going to make is that yeah. there's so many resources out there to help you with this while still leaving you, the parents, in charge of the education and the training of your own children. You know what? You don't have to know how to speak fluent French in order for your child to take French in high school. If you can't speak it yourself, then there are resources to help teach it. Okay. So, and, so and, and you can tell that to your to your high schooler if they challenge you on that to say, look, I can teach you an awful lot, and what I can't teach you, there are resources that will, so we can manage this. And the answer is yes, they can get into college. We've sent five kids off to college; they all mm -hmm. got offered academic scholarships to That's college. Right. right. And yes, they can get jobs. There are homeschoolers working everywhere. In fact, you probably mm -hmm. are working with some homeschool graduates, and you just don't know it. That and so, true. why? Because they're not weird. No. And, <laughs> and I can say that in more normal times, which eventually we will have normal times again, okay? But in more normal times, there are usually in, in anything above the smallest hamlet, there's going to be support groups, there's going to be extracurricular activities, there will be opportunities to do things like music programs, like uh, artistic programs, even well, sports. Okay. In our area, we live in a small town, maybe about 45 minutes from a, large, from a larger city. Yeah. And we have a football league, we have a volleyball league, we have art classes, we right. have band and, and chorus, we have a prom, right. there's history clubs, there's really anything that your child might be interested in is available. And you know what? And, but a lot your of this... high schooler won't know that because they've mm -hmm. been in that isolated situation of, of the institutional high school. All they know is high school, so you're going to have to open their eyes to the world out there. And frankly, in a lot of the high schools, an awful lot of those programs are put on pause right now anyway. Yeah, it's not available there. So. so but your high schooler needs to know that you know what you're doing, that you've thought it through, that it's legal, that, they can, that it's not going to harm them. In fact, it's probably going to help them. Mm -hmm. In fact, every, I think every um, admission, college admissions office we visited with five kids, we visited a lot has had an, an admissions counselor whose job is to recruit homeschoolers. I, Colleges yes. love homeschoolers. Almost every college that I've ever heard of has welcomed homeschoolers with open arms because they find that homeschool graduates typically have worked with people of all ages. They're used to interacting with adults. They have an interest in their education, and they integrate very well into a campus community and into the academic world at, at higher education. And so... You know, it's not something that we need to be fearful or apologetic about. It's a, it's a very viable option, and it's one that's been recognized for many years 
in higher education and in other areas. Well, wherever our kids have gone to college, they've mm -hmm. met other homeschool graduates. Yeah. You know, from Oxford University in England, where one of our sons studied, to little Christian colleges, mm -hmm. to big public universities, yep. they've met lots of other homeschool graduates. Right. And usually they don't even know they're homeschool graduates for many months until they, find, until they say something and say, whoa, you too? Yeah. And so... You know, a couple of, a couple of things to, to say here. Um, there are some very structured programs um, that, that are out there to help homeschoolers. And some of those, you know, you don't have to take something like that. There, there's every sort of teaching style and learning style represented. And you can find whatever mix works best for you as the teacher and your child as the student. Um, and so don't, and, don't feel like you have to get some sort of certification for yourself or for your curriculum. No, you don't need an accredited curriculum ever, okay? Mm -hmm. Nobody's ever asked us about that. Right. One thing I want to say, that's something that can be very motivational to your high school is to say, you know, if you're at home with me, we have some freedom. Mm -hmm. What language do you want to study? What sciences do you want to study? Would you like what? to do some special projects? You want to, do you want to study something that they don't offer in high school? Like we had one that was very interested in, in business. And so he had in his senior year, he had a senior project starting a business, you know? And so you can do a wider range of things mm -hmm. with all your kids. Right. And you can get them involved to find out what their interests are, what they wanna, what they wanna head toward, and get, get them all involved in that. Now, one thing I do wanna say is if your child is absolutely adamant that they don't wanna do it, that is more of a problem with a high schooler than it is with a younger child. With a younger child, you need to say, so sorry, buddy, but God made me the parent. Mm -hmm. With a high schooler, you really need to try to get them on your side because it's going to be much harder. High school is much more independent. They're going to, they're going to have to do a lot of learning on their own, a lot of independent learning. Mm -hmm. And you need to get them on your side. And that may mean that you need to go hunt down some research. You may need to get them some books to read. Whatever you need to do, but you need to, to, help, to help them to understand why this is important. And, you know, one of the things that we've encouraged young uh young homeschoolers, new homeschoolers, is to make the decision, to make, go ahead and make the commitment for this year. One full year. We're going to take a full year because, you know, your child, your child is going to take a little while to get, to get his or her feet underneath her and to get used to this idea of mom's my teacher now. Really? Um, yeah, really. It, it may take a little while for them to reestablish that. And so if you get frustrated and give it up after the first nine weeks, that's only introduced delay and unsteadiness in your child's life. But if you say, look, we're going to carry this on out until next May. We're going to work this thing through. And at the, and at the end of the year, we so can talk about we'll it. We'll revisit it. We'll talk about it. I'll ask you what you think. We'll talk about what we think and we'll revisit it. Because now, the, way it looks in, the way it looks in April and May is going to be entirely different than the way it looks in October. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. In October, many of us feel like quitting even if we've homeschooled for 25 years like we have. Yeah. But by April or May, when you've got a year under your belt, almost, you know, I know very, very few parents who've made it a full year who quit. Mm -hmm. Because every, by that point, everybody's seeing the advantages. Yeah. So, anything else you would like to say for those um, accidental quarantine homeschoolers, those who are now making the decision? Sometimes the transition to homeschooling is a little rough. It's hard to get... To help your kids realize that you're in charge now. It's mm -hmm. hard for everybody to get used to the changes in your family life. 
but they're good changes. And they're changes that will build your relationships, mm -hmm. changes that one day you'll be very thankful have happened. And so don't let the initial pain mm -hmm. keep you from getting the eventual gain because the gain is tremendous. Mm -hmm. and, and give your child the opportunity to see the education and the growing in knowledge and wisdom and understanding is not a matter of hours spent sitting in desks surrounded by other people the same age as yourself listening to a licensed professional drone on at the front of the room. That there's so much more to education than just classroom hours. And learning can happen all the time and everywhere. That's right. Okay. Well, look, we appreciate you joining us. We thank you for your interest and uh, hope Please that you subscribe. will... subscribe. Yes. And... Find us everywhere on face, um, everywhere on social media, Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram, Pinterest, mm -hmm. at Raising Real Men. Mm -hmm. Find our blog and store at RaisingRealMen.com, our yep. subscription box at CraftsmanCrate.com. That's right. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, recognize we also have a YouTube channel. It's YouTube slash Raising Real Men. Oh, you could have guessed that. Yeah. And uh, also we have a listener response line. We're going to put the number in the show notes and at the bottom of the screen here. If you want to leave us a question, a suggestion or an idea, or any sort of response or comment, we'd love to hear from you. Just call that number and leave a message, okay? Uh, look, until next time, we do appreciate you spending the time with us. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for joining us. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D. M-E-L-A-N-I-E dot com or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Alan Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening. <laughs>